0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leroy and I invite you all today to the Time Lightment podcast series. Time Lightment is a series of poetry, five volume series that I created. And I'm gonna be sharing with you guys today how I came into writing poetry. And I hope that you guys get something very valuable from this. This is the Time Enlightenment podcast series, and this is episode one. So don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, this will be a ride of a lifetime. This podcast is about life, love, loss, recovery, and about being happy with yourself and the life that you live. When you think about everything that you've ever done in life, You have to realize that everything that you've done is a journey to get you to a point to where you are now. That journey involves birth, young childhood, young adulthood, and finally maturing into a young man or a young woman. And by that time, you really hope that you have found yourself. Well, in my series of Time lightment, I go through a journey where my life evolved around my mother. In the beginning, just like you may be thinking, well, maybe you don't pay too much attention to what your parents have to say when you were growing up. Because when you're young, you hear words that you normally wouldn't pay attention to. But your mom could be very serious about certain things. Example, my mother would say, boy, you irritate me so much, you make my behind itch. Now, when I was young, I didn't quite understand what making your behind itch means. (laughs) But when I got older, I really figured out that what she was saying is boy you are irritating the mess out of me and if you don't get out of my face i'm gonna probably have to put some discipline on you now how many of you can relate to some odd saying that your mother has said to you when she, when you were younger that you now value when you got older so in this podcast ladies and gentlemen i'm going to be talking about my life works My life works in terms of time enlightenment, and how I got to become the poet that I am. And this series is a mere reflection of you and I and how we live every single day. And if you want to find out more about time lightment, I invite you to go to my website. It's www.timet.com. Dot biz. Once again, that's M-E-N-T.biz. When you go to the website, you're going to see a five-volume series. And that five-volume series starts with the very first item that you'll see all the way through five. You can get it in an e-book or you can get it in a softback copies. The price for you to invest is right there on the screen. So I hope that you get it by the time we get to episode two, that you'll be able to follow some of the teachings that I have when we arrive at that point. But what I would like to talk about now is what is time enlightenment? Time enlightenment is my way of saying that life is going to come at you unexpectedly. You're going to always have the nature of time, but time is a constantly changing thing every moment that goes by you can never get that moment back and since we are unable to retrieve that moment then we store things in our memories in hopes that we can cherish those good times those bad times those perplexing times or just time where we were inert but nonetheless they're in our memory bank we can't go back and retrieve them with time lightman, the way I came about this journey is number 1 is the place that I grew up is a place in Phoenix City, Alabama where I went and graduated from Central High School. During this evolutionary stage of my life, my mother would often say to me that you have to be a good example for your brothers and sisters. That the things that you think that you want to do, you need to be very careful about how you pick those things because a lot of people are watching you. And she would say to me, son, nobody lives forever. When I w- was younger, I didn't quite understand what that meant. But now that I'm older and I begin to write, I begin to see that everything for the human being is transitory that is impermanent, that the way that you find yourself in life is the struggle and the sacrifice that you put into something so that that something could either have value to you or value to someone else. But when you're younger, let's face it, you don't think about adding value. You just think about having a good time. When my mom said this to me, I just said, "Okay, mom, I went back to having a good time. Luckily for me, I graduated from Central High School in Phoenix City, Alabama, but I didn't know what my next move was. My mom would say, it'll come to you, just take your time and don't try to rush because life has a way of figuring itself out. But I looked at my mom and I looked at my brothers and sisters and I looked at my surroundings and I wanted to change the person that I was I had a vision of what I think that person should be, and I tried to proceed. Once I finished high school, I tried to join the military, but I couldn't get into the military. I passed all of the tests that they had, except for the one where you have to go in and look through that microscope and try to find a number in the midst of all of those colors. Things just got to swerving around inside of there. And ladies and gentlemen, I could not see a single number. So I went back to see the sergeant at that particular time. He said, you did good on everything else. Just go back and try this one more time. I went back. Same thing. I didn't see anything. So they let me sit down for like 20 or 30 minutes. And then they called me in. they said, we regret to inform you, (laughs) but you are colorblind. I said, colorblind, what do you mean, colorblind? That means that you can't identify colors on a map. And for whatever reason, if we had you to read a map, you wouldn't be able to tell us what was going on in the field. I was sadly disappointed at that because I tried to become a member of our military, and that one deficiency held me back. I went and told my mom the situation, and she said, no worries, son, things or get better, and I believed it. One day, I was sitting under a tree, and don't worry ladies and gentlemen, I was not meditating, I was sitting under a tree. And my thought must have been very thought provoking to the people that was walking by. And I remember this young man, his name is Frederick Franklin, I'll never forget him, we call him Wolf. And I was sitting out under my tree, and he came over, and he began to talk to me. Now, we had never spoken before in terms of, hey, man, what's going on, or being really cool. But I was just sitting up outside. He came up, and he started talking to me about college. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I got to remind you that I was never, or I never thought myself of being college material. But he explained it so clearly that I felt that I could go. And he explained it in the words that I clearly understood as a young man. He said, man, let me tell you something. There are a lot of beautiful women at Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama. I said, oh, yeah? He was like, yeah, man, there's so many, so many beautiful girls that, man, you would lose your mind. And it's easy for you to do. Let me, let me tell you something. If you follow these steps that I'm telling you, you will be able to go to Alabama State University and you can start to see all these beautiful women. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, at this point, I did not think about the education. I thought about all of the beautiful women that I would encounter at this university. The young man really motivated me. To this day, I always remember that because he did not have to stop by and talk to me and tell me that I had the ability to go to college, even if it was just to meet all of those beautiful, lovely women. Now, I'm really excited at this point. So I go and tell my mom, I say, Mom, I think I know what I want to do. I want to go to college. She says to me, Son, I think that you can. My mom, out of all the struggles that I kept going through, she kept saying to me, she always believed that I could do something. And this, for a young man that was raised by a single parent, that's what you need to hear. And a lot of you out there need to really understand, if you're parent or parents are trying to give you vital information at a young age, please listen. Even if you don't carry all of it with you, Please listen to what they're saying, because what they're trying to lay out for you is a foundation so that if you do struggle in life, you can always say, I think I can, because I was raised by a parent or parents that told me so. My mom was just that parent that always encouraged her children to do the best that they could. And by doing that, she put a lot of information into me as a young man. Now you may be thinking, well, what does this have to do with the Time Enlightenment series? Just hold on, young ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take a little break, and then I'm gonna come back, and I'm going to go deeper into how I became a poet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to try to promote once again and have you to go and visit my website. That's wwwt dot biz. Once again, that's wwwt imelightenmen biz. Go to my website. You will see my five-volume series titled Time Lightment." You can get a softback copy or you can get an e-book copy. And maybe by the next episode, you will have that copy so that you could join me as I take you through the journey of the pieces that I've written in the Time Lightment series. Volume one is where we're starting from. I hope you go out and get it. Come back to the podcast next week and we'll begin to study of how I became a poet. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, what is poetry? Poetry is defined as a writing that formulates a concentrated, imaginative, imaginative awareness of an experience and a language chosen and arranged to create a specific emotional response through meaning, sound, and rhythm. That is how Webster defines poetry for those people that write it technically. However, my definition of poetry is just a little different. Poetry for me is totally inspirational. It has no foundation and no structure other than the fact that it speaks directly to you from your heart You record it on paper, and the meaning and the power that it gives transcend anything that anyone could write technically. The feelings that you tap into when you're writing organic spiritual poetry is the most uplifting kind of poetry you could ever write in your entire life. You may be asking, well, what makes you say that? As I told you about my mom... There are some things that I need to point out so you can understand clearly how a poet's life began. I went to Alabama State University. And when I got there, my mother said to me, she said, son, I just want you to do the best job that you can. Whatever you do, I will be proud of you. She kissed me on my cheek. And as I exited the house and joined my, fr- my best friend at the time, Dexter Moses, we called him Jody, we got into the car and we proceeded to drive from Phoenix City, Alabama to Montgomery, Alabama to start a new life, a new beginning of mental development. Once we reached the premises of Alabama State University, Jody's mother at the time, Miss Patricia Morgan, she said, I just want you two to do your best. Look out for each other and make sure that you study and do the best that you can. She gave us both a hug, they pulled off, and college life for us began. And just like my man Wolf said in the beginning, there were so many beautiful women <laughs> that my mind could not rest because beauty was everywhere. It was so amazing to me that women from all over the United States and other parts of the world came there for the purpose of higher learning or to have fun or to just get away from the environment that they were in. My reason for being there was number one, initially was to see all the beautiful women, and I did see them. But you know in the back of your mind when you set a goal, you have to make sure that you achieve that goal. And the more I begin to settle into the idea that I came to college because I promised my mom I would finish, began to take precedent over all that beauty. And beauty exists in the mind that you create anyway. Although I saw a lot of beautiful women, met a lot of nice fellas, my main goal was I promised my mom that I would finish. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just explain to you if you don't understand. Finishing college is very daunting because you're independent. They're giving you assignments, and these assignments are left for you to complete at your own leisure. But they had to be turned in. Everything has to be graded. But when you first get to a university, that doesn't happen. What happens? You got to go to this party. You got to go to that party. You got to talk to this girl. You got to stay up late nights. You got to walk around and see things in the day of the night and kind of put though your responsibility to the side. Because when you start hanging with the guys that are like you, you have a tendency to lose track of what that actually meant. And out of all the young people that I met, a lot of them that started out with me didn't end up graduating with me and ladies and gentlemen i did graduate from alabama state university with my college degree my mother and my two sisters they made it to the graduation my two brothers however they got lost they couldn't find their way to the university but the most important thing for me to have at that time ladies and gentlemen was to have my mother see her son walk across that stage and pick up that diploma. When I graduated from Alabama State University, which I am very proud of to this day, it was a daunting task for me. The responsibility that was put on me to finish my college degree was tremendous. But the faculty there, they get behind you if they know that you're a hard worker And it's just like in life when people see that you're really trying and that you have the capacity to achieve. They give you the support that you need. Once I graduated, my mother came to my home and I did something that I think most young men did at that time. I don't know for certain, but because my mother believed in me so much. That when I received my degree, I took it and I put it in her hands and I said, Mom, this is for you. This is what I went to this university for, to grab this degree because you mean so much to me. And my mom started to shed tears. Now, me being her son, I didn't really want to see her cry. So I turned my back to her just so that I wouldn't choke up either because when she started to cry, she was touching something in me that made me want to shed tears. But by turning away, I was able to hold mine while she released hers. She turned to me and said, I'm so proud of you. And I said to my mom, you're proud of me, but I have so much more to do for you and you ever have those mothers fellas that says no you've done enough for me by doing this and my response was no ma'am I have not what I'm going to do for you I'm just getting started but I want you to have this degree so that you can understand how much I appreciate you but I gotta make sure that I could get out here and start my business and achieving this dream so that I could take care of you. She burst out laughing, and said, boy, you so silly. I said, yes, ma'am. And when she departed from my home, I began to think of what can I possibly do in my life to show my mom true appreciation. What that meant for me was I had to get out on this road, get out on this journey, come to grips with the reality that I wanted to do something tremendously impossible, but feasible if I had the right mentality. And you have to remember, I wasn't given a mentality to succeed from a young age. I had to develop it. But when you start to develop the mentality, the first thing that kicks in is fear. You don't know fear until you go to a place where you are totally unknown or totally undiscovered, but you're trying to make a way out of no way so that you can show your family how much you value them and show the woman that bore you what she means to you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I loaded up everything that I had, my smile, my personality, my charm, the money that I had saved up, and I relocated to the ATL, which is Atlanta, Georgia, where they said that the land of possibility for achieving your dream is right there in front of you. I told my mom where I was going. I didn't necessarily tell her what I was doing, but I told her where I was going and the reason for my going there. And she wished me well, and I relocated from Montgomery, Alabama to Atlanta, Georgia, to pursue a dream that I had for my family and myself. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting close to how I got to writing a series of Time Lightning. But the most important thing is I want to try to give to you the journey that it takes to achieve a dream when that dream is attached to someone you love. When you attach a dream to someone you love, you add more weight to your mind and to the dream. Because in order for that dream to be validated and mean something, the people that are around you or the people that you attach it to has to be in, your, in the forethought every single day that you wake up and go out there to achieve what, is it, what it is you're after. Life, it's an amazing thing. The sun rises each and every day, and it has not stopped even since the beginning of time. And when I relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, although the sun did rise every day, I was in a new place of discovery. I was in a new place where I was just trying to find my place in the world with that burning desire to want to achieve the dream that I have for my mother and my family. Ladies and gentlemen, as I bring episode one to a close, I hope that the information that I'm sharing with you has encouraged you has inspired you, and we'll bring you back to episode two to where I would get to the point to where I told you where I wrote my very first piece of poetry that revolutionized my entire life, my entire, my entire existence, and to begin to take me on a mental journey that helped me to learn more about myself and to learn about the human condition. I will hope that you guys would join me next week at the same time, in the same place, and with the same amount of energy. As I depart, I would like for you guys to once again visit my website, www.timet.biz, that's time. L-I-G-H-T-E-N-M-E-N-T dot biz. Go there, invest in volume one, and we'll start off. i pick up where I left off, and we'll start on volume one, and I'll chronicle to the very moment I wrote my first poem. What I want to do, I want to give you a call to action, and I just want you to think about this little piece, this little stanza that I created for this moment that I use for the duration of the series. And it is something that I uh, created a couple days ago, something that I think you'll find inspiring and encouraging. It simply says, and I want you to repeat this if you understand it, and I want you to repeat it until you understand it. It simply says, life does not require less of me. Life does not require more of me. Life only requires that I maximize the 24 hours that I have in each day, every day for the rest of my life. If I do that, my life will be changed forever. And in the words of my mentor, Antonio T. Smith, Jr., he says that you can plant better. You can dominate. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leroy. This is episode 1 of Time Lightment. I hope that the opening has piqued your interest and that you will come back next week so we can delve deeply into why I became a poet. Once again ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you to listen to my podcast, to attend my first episode, and also to hope that I've been feeding in your mind the ideas the promise that life offers you. And if life is a constant thing and it's constantly changing, then you and I should be able to change with it and therefore be able to accomplish our dreams. Once again, my name is Leroy, and I will speak to you next week where I will have my first guest. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I will have a guest on the show next week. And the people that I have on the show or people that have read the book and they're going to tell me about and they're going to tell you what the book was like for them. And I'm going to be able to share their stories and their journey with you as well. So we hope to see you then. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, remember, every day you wake up is a day for you to get after your dream. We'll talk to you later. Have a good night.